Hey guys, welcome to Overcrest. So glad that you're here. You're probably wondering why, uh, well, first of all, Jake is back from vacation. Welcome hey back guys. Um, you're probably <laughs> wondering why you're hearing us in the middle of the week. And we have so much news that this week that we thought we were going to um, go over at, right. on our later episode. And then we thought, well, why don't we just bring you guys a, uh, a news bump in the middle of the week. So we're going to be calling it the uh, the Overcrest Quick Shift. And this is going to be a regular thing yes. going so forward. Is Well, probably. If we don't have enough news, we're not going to just come True. on and talk about nothing. But if we got a surplus of news, we're going to come on in the middle of the week and let you know what's going on. Right. So this is the Overcrest Quick Shift brought to you by SCI Performance and Westside Volkswagen. That is right. Why don't you uh, why don't you roll our first news story? Now, these are going to be pretty quick. So we're going to kind of rifle through these really fast. It's probably Absolutely. going to be like a five or ten minute episode, middle of the week, just to get you guys caught up. Absolutely. So first... First, we'll get right into it here. Uh, you I guess guys, that means I'm probably not going to be able to rant quite as much. I'll, I'll try to you know, <laughs> limit you or, or give you a sign here. All right. But you guys, the biggest story uh, in the last week or so, you guys are probably remember hearing about the self-driving car that ran over and killed a pedestrian. And so this was uh, Uber's self-driving car that they right. were testing. Well, it turns out that Uber was using fewer safety sensors. And uh, basically in Arizona, this whole... This whole incident prompted investigation. And into everybody what was happened. probably everybody probably saw this story out there. I would imagine. Right. So, so I mean, we're not really talking about this particular story. What we're talking about is the fact that Arizona now has ended the testing of all Uber cars. And now, is that all Uber cars, or is that everyone? Arizona ends all Uber testing okay. is what this particular article said. However, what we've seen in the industry, or what happened basically as a knee-jerk reaction to this, is a lot of these people have just suspended testing at right. least until they take yep. a look at things and make sure there's you know checks and balances. You know, I actually and, looked and to see if Waymo, Waymo themselves was going to be canceling, but I don't think they are. So I don't think everybody is. I think right. it's kind of up to the municipalities. Now, the thing is, is that... Um, well, and it was the companies themselves that kind of voluntarily said, right. oh, okay, hold well, on, guys. To. Yeah. yeah. That's like major techno uh, virtue signaling right there. I mean, if you didn't do that, you're, right. you're, in, you're in trouble for right. being insensitive exactly. or whatever That's the case a good may point. be. Um, so what they did is that normally they have like four or five sensors on these cars. And right. They're LiDAR, so they can basically see yeah. the dark. And so, yeah, LiDAR is, it's a light radar is my... It's basically radar. It, okay. I don't oh, know no, why I'm they sorry. call it. It's basically laser. My fault. Laser. Yeah, okay. it's basically laser. Go. So it can see in the dark. Yep. And it would have no problem seeing a chick walking a bike across the street. Absolutely. The thing is, they only have it on the top. These Volvos for Uber only have the LiDAR on top. And and it's only one. And it's only one instead of multiples. So there's no fail-safe involved. There's no fail-safe, plus it has low, it, it, it can't see well low, like there's low to the ground. There's basically a blind spot. Right, it has a blind spot. So we'll see how that develops uh, as time goes on. Yeah, very interesting. Next story then is um, that BMW has just announced that they're pulling out of the Detroit Auto Show this year. And I'll let you know that they're actually joining another rival German brand, Mercedes-Benz, in pulling out of the Detroit Auto Show. And this so, is like a major FU to the to North American auto uh, manufacturers. Because Detroit's like, I mean, you have the Los Angeles Auto Show, and we're going to be talking Isn't about... Isn't there Geneva as well? Well, yeah, but I'm talking in America. Okay. So we have Los Angeles, New York, and Detroit are kind of the... Kind the of the big, big one. Three. Yeah, the, the big shows. three in right. America. But Detroit was always the considered main to be the one because that's obviously where GM and Ford and everything else is. Right. So it's almost, I see like, a, it's almost like a power play for me that I see that they're making. Yeah. Well, and it always, it, it kind of, I pose this question is, are auto shows relevant to the general public anymore? I mean, are they down in attendance? Is that kind of what's driving this well, I, this move? This is, I think a lot of the auto shows, when you think of, it's not like the auto show at Minneapolis where the general public just goes and looks at cars. Okay. Obviously, they can go to Los Angeles, New York, and Detroit and see, but those are also big marketing and media events where cars are released. Exactly. And, they're, and so it's more of a, 
it's a horse and pony show at these events right. versus it's for something the media. Like, it's for the media anyway. So and then it's just open again for general populace to go afterward. Right. So it doesn't really matter to the general population, I don't think. Yeah. You're you're seeing auto shows in general don't. No. Well, I I think that people like to go, but these particular ones, that's right. not why they exist. Yeah. We'll leave it there. Moving on, the next one, um let's see. Uh oh, yes, the US agency has proposed scrapping and higher penalty for gas guzzlers. So basically, in 2016, the Obama administration regulation, the Obama administration, um, they regulated or they proposed a regulation that would more than double the penalties for right. gas guzzler vehicles. And a lot of the considered. companies that had these gas guzzler vehicles just paid. These aren't. This isn't a tax that you pay right. when you go buy the car. This is a fine that's imposed on the auto manufacturers okay. for yep. not meeting the cafe standard requirements. I got basically you. like the gas guzzler tax on their end of the thing yeah which really that just gets passed on to the consumer right oh yeah so no they're not just gonna it, yeah eat let's it. not you know be you know, around like, it you are paying for this eventually because a lot of the manufacturers not. would just take the fine they, okay they would just pay the fine and then sell the car anyway right rather so, than having to re-engineer and try to yeah try figure to figure out a way to and, meet and these. paying that fine means you're paying that fine exactly because right. it all it all goes down to the consumer so they're basically canceling this proposed hike. well they're thinking about it they're thinking okay. about canceling. we'll see what actually happens proposing but... <laughs> all right next one up here um dealers are worrying that new vehicle prices may be getting too high and not, you think they're well, at the average price of a car is 33 38 thousand or this new but what I can't understand, you can't really chalk it up to inflation, no. like might be the fact. No. So what is it, Chris? Why are cars getting so much more um, expensive to the consumer, and why are we just, just realizing pro- it Probably this? a lot of it is um, a lot of it probably is the consumer a little bit. I don't think it's all the manufacturer's fault. It's a little bit of the consumer for what they think that they want and what the manufacturers are forced to provide. Or you know, I'll, I'll press your buttons. Is it government regulation uh, insisting that of we course need, it is. Of, you know, well, 57 airbags? 57 and airbags. Our and rear camera backup system. Yep. You got to have a backup system. And all that stuff has to be designed. And it's not just, you think of like a back, backup system cost. You right. Know, I could buy one for 100 bucks. But when you, at when you put it in a car, it's got to be. It's all the R&D. Exactly. Plus you have yep. the, the cafe standards and the emissions requirements, everything else is causing uh, companies to all of a sudden reinvest in tons of, of electric technology, um, battery technology, uh, direct injection technology. All this stuff costs money. So right. that's one of the reasons why I think things have gotten really yeah. expensive. Because technology has been advancing really, really fast. It has, yeah. It's kind of exponential at this point. But I just find it interesting. This was from the Wall Street Journal, and the reason we're bringing this up is apparently dealers now are kind of at a crisis where they're like, cars are getting too expensive. Yep. And I, you know, we'll talk about this later, but this is kind of the change in ownership model that we're going to be seeing of vehicles going forward. Used cars are really, the market for used cars is crazy right now because new cars are so expensive. Well, not only that, you know, you talk about leasing or these subscription service plans. You and Lewis talked about this a little bit last week. So it'll be interesting to see how this kind of plays out. What I would like to see is someone like Volkswagen bring the up or something like that over here, like a really cheap car to kind of try and offset that. Because it seems like that's like a vacant point in the market right now. No one wants to buy a Chevy, uh, what is it, a Bolt or a Spark? Chevy Spark? No. So why are... we, we had a spark not this time on vacation, but a previous vacation we had. It's kind of funny. It, it was probably it, fun for it's like fun five to minutes. have a cheap disposable car. You don't want to live with that. You don't want to live well, with no. that. No, and like you said, why would you when you could get a five year old used car for the same price that's super nice? Super nice. Probably with like twenty, thirty thousand miles. Exactly. Honestly. So we'll cut that story there, shifting gears. Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I know I said shifting gears. That's a little corny right. pun. Volkswagen introduces the Cross Sport SUV and 
the new pickup that is yeah, based Yeah, I saw on, the new pickup was revealed. Um, Everybody should go check that out. The new Volkswagen pickup that's been announced. Now, it's not announced to be for real. No. It's announced to like gauge interest. But right. when they it's go, a concept. When they well, go well, that far, I mean, people are willing to buy Toyota trucks, uh, Nissan trucks. Exactly. Import trucks in general. So I think they're trying to tap into that. It's a really lucrative market. Right. And for those you know diehard Volkswagen guys, they may know the Volkswagen Amarok, which is the existing truck model that are sold overseas in different countries. So this might be basically a way for us finally to get a yeah, and it's going to be built on the truck on the Atlas chassis in Tennessee. So it'll be built in America, which is kind of cool. That is um, cool. And I think. I'd have to look this up. That's the only way you can sell a foreign mid-sized truck in the U.S. is to build it in the U.S. at least assembled. Okay, that sounds it, fine. Something with the chicken tax and something else <laughs> long ago. There, <laughs> Some... there, there is a, a precedent or something to be said. And there. that crossover, Volkswagen doesn't necessarily really have a crossover. You could say the Tiguan's a crossover, yeah. but it's not really. No, and that's still a small USV, yeah. SUV. I see this thing like replacing, they say it's a crossover, but I see it replacing the Touareg, and it's going to be electric, and it's going to have like is three. Is it that big? It, I, I don't know. I guess it's just a concept right now. Because the Touareg's right bigger than the, the Tiguan. Barely. Like the new Tiguan and a Touareg are not that oh, much. Oh, really? Yeah, the Tiguan actually. I haven't seen a new one, I guess. Yeah, the new one is, is quite big. Everything is getting bloated. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. All right, so next up. Um, oh, yeah, so we have the <laughs> the 2019 Porsche 911 GT3 RS Wysock package. Yeah, so this is just... It's, I, it's a new package that came out of the GT3, which is already a special edition 911, yeah. RS, which is a special edition of the GT3, and now we have a YSAC package, right. which adds... I think the last car to have this was the 918, had a YSAC package. I know I've heard of it before yeah. in their model lineup, yeah. and I'm yeah. trying to remember. I just I, I wrote a note to myself, special editions of special editions for the sake of special editions. Yeah, that's exactly Like the that's whole exactly Turbo exclusive package they have now. Where it's like so much more expensive, and it right. just gives you different trim and some more horsepower. That's basically what this is: is you get like bucket seats, say Y suck on them, and you get like it's, thirty it's lighter. five, thirty five pounds lighter. Oh my god! Yeah, you I mean, can just not eat if, supper and get thirty five exactly. pounds. But lighter. that's if you get the wheels at a cost of I think it's either thirteen or it's eighteen thousand oh, dollars for the wheel package to get another fifteen pounds off or wow. something like that. It's like oh my god! I mean, well, so but all this is is like total stroke, right? I mean, that's. That's what we're talking about here. Oh, <laughs> that type of stroke. I'm thinking motion. engine stroke, like no, board no, no, stroke. it's total hand stroke from your buddies. Well, what's funny is, oh yeah, why you would have the Y side package? Yeah, is exactly. That much better than your friend who already has yeah. the RS GT3, GT3 RS. Um, but I was going to scroll up here and look at what we just talked about. Vehicles are getting more expensive. So what are they doing? They're trying to wring out every last dollar of a Everything. platform exactly. by making another special edition that people are going to buy. Yep. So, okay, next one is uh, announcement that Volkswagen will take Pike's Peak in a dual-motor race car based on their, their ID chassis. Now, this is going to be the chassis that basically all of the future EV cars are going to be built off of. Okay, so their EV Very cars are built on the ID chassis. Yeah, basically. And I think that's what's really interesting is they're going to take a, a race car built on a just uh, just like to bike speak based on a consumer car, which right. I think is really, really interesting. So we'll, we'll, well pay attention to that and, and see what happens. The thing that came to mind when you're talking about a dual engine Pikes Peak car is do you remember in the old Gran Turismo games where there was that, um, the that Toyota, Suzuki, the Suzuki yeah. twin engine thing that, that was just decimated the all in the game? Yeah. yeah, you could drive it anywhere and it would right. just destroy everything. So that's I'm hoping we see that. That uh, car? I would love to see that. Well, like a version of that car. Yeah, like why not? that coolness, that excitement. It's not going to be that exciting. <laughs> Sorry. When it goes like this, I know, yeah, unfortunately. That's, it's not going to be that interesting. So speaking of shh, and that's it for engine noise, uh, our favorite manufacturer, Tesla, 
Is that supposedly? The, is that the sound of Tesla going bankrupt? Yeah, that's the story. Tesla I think it would be more of a clunking sound. Just months away from a total collapse. Now this is a this is a theory on a hedge well, fund manager. Yes, yeah, says a hedge fund manager. So, well, you know, it goes to show because. They're now proposing a $50 billion bonus for Elon Musk. When they have no money. When they have no money. The company yeah. is bleeding money right so now. So what a lot of um, what's been going on is they also their credit rating has been reduced. So Right. So this is Moody's, the official credit rating you know, um, issuer yep. or organization that issues credits. They are reducing them from a B minus to a triple C, which basically is that what it is? Yes. Oh, I thought it they're was already at worked. a B minus, and now they're going to triple C. And this is from like triple A to triple A one, triple A two. Right. There's a lot AA, of different levels. A one, A two. I mean, there's they're like towards the bottom of the entire program. It's not. It's not looking good. It's no. Not looking good. And I and I don't take any necessarily take glee in this fact. But I do feel kind of vindicated a little bit because I've been predicting we've been, it's just we've been it, ripping on their quality and everything else. But what's interesting about this credit rating to kind of circle back to that, they say when you're at a triple C credit rating as a manufacturer, that's when your parts suppliers start um, questioning whether you're able to pay the bills. If, you're, if they're going to send you any parts or not. Right. So well, it's that like that's going to be a big problem. <laughs> that's going to make the delivery of the. The Model 3 a yeah, little further be great. out. Yep. So with that, that's our uh, quick shift news update for the week. Yep. Stay tuned for, uh, well, you know, I guess we don't tune into a podcast anymore. No, you but don't. Next week, we're going to have Peter Lipinski on. He's a motorsports photographer. He's very, very good. So I'm really excited to talk to another photographer on the podcast. I've got a lot of questions. I'm excited to sit in the middle of it. All right. Take care, guys. We'll see you soon.